welcome back to IDK Adulting, a podcast about the adult skills that we should know, wish we knew, but we somehow don't. With me, Abby Weezer. Welcome back. I am really glad if you are listening again a second time. So this week, my topic is cars. So I'm not really going to go into buying cars. More, I'm going to look at basic car maintenance. Because once you do have a car, a big part of having that car is making sure that it still runs and that it's running well. So that way you can actually get from campus to your apartment or from your apartment to home or to make that hour and a half drive home from campus after a long month of papers and projects and you just need to spend one weekend at home and beg your mom to cook some really good spaghetti or some really good steak for you. Yeah, anyway, so cars. We love them, we hate them, we gotta use them. Yeah, so I've been driving since I was 15. That's when I got my learner's permit. Uh, Like a bunch of other American teenagers, I was pretty darn nervous. I wasn't the best driver in the beginning, of course, but thanks to my parents, I've ended up being a pretty darn good driver, if I do say so myself. When I was about 16, my parents bought a car from the year 2000 for all the teenagers in our family to drive throughout high school, you know, to go to school, to go to an after-school job, to do things like that so we could have a little bit more independence, but also so we could be responsible. So that was the first car that I was really responsible for, and... It had some issues, let's put it that way. So with that first little white Honda 2000, (laughs) I had not only a flat tire, but I also had incredible amounts of billowing white smoke come out from under the hood. So I've experienced like the run of the mill, I don't know, my tire is flat and it's being all wonky, it's making the noise as I'm driving down the highway because the main road in my hometown is a highway and that was pretty scary but I managed to get it home or I rather to get it somewhere and then I come home and I was like "Uh, this is weird and so then she had my grandpa who lives nearby come and drive it home for me and I drove his truck home and then we switched out my flat tire for the spare took it to the shop and got a new tire and all that fun stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of why I wanted to do this. I wanted to learn more about car maintenance, like when should you check certain things? How can I check certain things? Like, are there things that I can check myself or are there things that only mechanics can check when you take it in? I didn't really know. So here we are yet again with me doing some research and sharing what I found with y'all. Hopefully I'm not too confusing and hopefully I help you out at least a little bit. Uh, I should probably say right off the bat, I'm not an expert in cars. (laughs) All that I'm working off of is websites and a book. And here's the really cool thing. So I have two roommates and I was mentioning this podcast and how I was planning to do this episode. My roommate says stop, runs into her room, and comes back out with a book that is titled How to Repair Your Car by Paula Brand. And it's basically like an in-depth, highly detailed, nuts and bolts look at the different maintenance parts of your car and how to fix them, at least on a basic level. And it's really great. So a lot of my research was done with that book provided by my roommate. So thanks, Heather. You really helped me out. Yeah, so that book was How to Repair Your Car by Paul Brand. I've skimmed through it and then read up in a few different sections, and it's awesome. Okay, so the two major questions for this week are a little bit different than last week. They're not super related to each other. The first one is, how do I check if my oil needs to be changed if that little sticker thingy fell off? You know, like that little thing that you get from like Les Schwab or AutoZone or whatever your commercial mechanic is that says, 
Get an oil change after this many miles. Yeah, how do you tell if that thing fell off? Because, I mean, that helps me know how many miles I am away from that or over it, depending on what's up. And then, with that, how do I change my oil? Because that seems, from what I've heard, that's probably one of the simplest DIY repairs that you can do with your car. Super messy. And then, the other major question is, what do all those little warning lights on your dashboard mean? Because there's a whole bunch like, I've seen them light up when I first start my car, you know? And I'm just like, I don't even know what that little doohickey symbol means. And I bet a bunch of other people out there are wondering that too, because those lights are pretty big indicators that something could be wrong. So I'm going to take a look at those as well and hopefully explain them, which might be kind of interesting because this is a podcast. Okay, and then for the basics for this episode with cars, I'm going to do the basics of a general maintenance schedule. And hopefully I can make sense of all that. There's quite a bit of information there. But the thing is with cars, there's so much going on that I can't adequately cover this topic in just one episode. So I'm going to be doing at least one more episode on cars. Okay, so before I get started with the two major questions that I mentioned earlier, I gotta say this thing right up front really fast. It's super, super important. If you have your owner's manual, which it should be in your glove box, read it. Take it from someone who, thankfully, has the owner's manual for their current car. It is a wealth of knowledge. Please read it. Because your owner's manual has all the info related to the maintenance of the specific make and model of your car. And so a lot of things I'm going to be talking about are just generalities, and they might not apply to your Dodge truck or your Ford truck or whatever. And also, a lot of the information I found in that book is specifically related to just your general run-of-the-mill sedan car. But a lot of it also applies to, like, most cars. Yeah, your owner's manual has so much make and model specific information that if you have it, you really need to take the time to read through it. It has information on like your tire specifications for your car, what type of oil, what type of fuel is best, uh, how often to do certain maintenance. Uh, It has like specifications for the light bulbs you need in case your headlights burn out, which If you can't find your owner's manual, like if you bought a used car and didn't have it when you got it, you might be able to Google your car's make and model and then owner's manual and find something. Uh, This might work really well with newer model cars. I'm not sure how good this would be for older model cars from like the 80s, but who knows? I could be completely wrong. Bottom line, owner's manual is super, super important. You should read it. It's like your car's laws and constitution it's things that should not be messed with and things that are like if you encounter like this little light or if you hear this sound then this could be the problem and you really should read through that because it really helps to be a more informed car owner after that mini soapbox moment let's get to the major questions that i asked that i bet a lot of the people in my age group are wondering okay so major question number one How do I check if my oil needs to be changed if the little sticker fell off? And how do I change my oil? So, generally speaking, you should get an oil change about every 3,000 to 5,000 miles-ish, but always double-check this in your owner's manual because certain cars and certain gas mileages in cars can kind of change this a little bit. But in case the little sticker telling you when the last oil change was performed or even when it should be performed next fell off of your windshield, Here's how you can check, and it's actually pretty simple, like, I'm gonna probably do this soon. So, to check your oil, I pulled this from pages 46 and 47 of How to Repair Your Car by Paul Brand. 
First, locate and pull the engine oil dipstick in the engine bay. It should kind of look like a little handle that you can fit two fingers around. Uh, yeah, so once you pull it out, wipe the dipstick off with a clean paper towel or rag so that the stick is clean of oil and gunk and whatever else. Then reinsert the dipstick until the handle sits in its fully inserted position, but it's not like locked in, I think. Then you pull the dipstick out again and you take a look at the markings on the end with the oil. If the oil is a translucent gold color, which kind of makes me think of maple syrup, but it's not maple syrup. Do not eat or consume oil. Don't do it. Anyway, if the oil is a translucent gold color, it is more fresh. And you should look where the streak of oil ends on the stick, because that tells you how full the oil level is. If it ends in the safe zone, then the oil level is okay, and you don't need to worry about it. If not, it either needs more oil or less, which you should consult your owner's manual about in that case. Paul Brand's book also gives the tip to check this on a monthly basis because a low level of oil gets dirty faster and could lead to more engine wear. So that's how you check your oil level. And if the oil isn't that nice translucent gold color, that means it's probably a little bit old. And if it's just like totally nasty, like you can look at it and you can tell it's just nasty, it might be time to change your oil and the oil filter. A lot of times it seems like those are changed together. So this is from page 48 through 50 of that same book. Alright, so before I get started on this, this is a basic walkthrough. If you want to try and change your oil yourself, I would say find a friend or family member who has experience and ask them to help you. Because if you mess something up or like you don't do something quite right, um, it could cause like some, it could cause some issues. So if you don't have a friend or family member, someone like that, that can help you out with this, I would say just take your car to your trusted mechanic. So oil is held in the oil pan on the bottom of the engine in your car. With engine warm but not hot because you don't want to deal with hot oil. Trust me, I know that from cooking. Remove the drain plug from the oil pan by turning it counterclockwise. The drain plug is about a half inch long plug thing and you shouldn't let it drop into the drain pan. Uh, once you get the plug out, let the oil drain into your drain pan, which will sit underneath the oil pan on the ground as you're doing this. So while that's draining out, it's time to remove the oil filter. And to do that, you need to turn that oil filter, which kind of looks like a white cylinder thingy next to the oil pan. You take it and you turn it counterclockwise again to loosen it. You might be able to remove it by hand, but you also might need an oil filter wrench. Some oil might drip out when you remove the filter, so you should position your drain pan to catch it too. Yeah, so position your drain pan to, to catch that from the filter. And then you just need to wait a few minutes for the oil pan the oil filter area to drain some more because you want to get as much of that old gunky oil out of there as possible. Once it's drained for a few more minutes, you take your new oil filter that your owner's manual should have the specs for and wet the rubber seal with fresh oil and thread it on, turning it clockwise, I think. Create a snug fit by using the filter wrench to give it about a three quarter to one full turn after the rubber gas contacts the engine surface. Replace and completely tighten the drain plug as well. Uh, you need to be really careful doing this because if they're not threaded and tightened correctly they might drip and then you'll just have dripping oil coming out of your car and you'll be losing oil level and also getting oil in places you don't want oil to be like the floor of your garage where people could step in it. Anyway, uh, now that that's done it's time to refill the oil pan with fresh oil. Uh, so you go to the top side of your engine and the oil filler cap is 
is on top of the engine and it should be labeled as like oil filler cap. Unscrew it and put it somewhere you won't lose it because you don't want to lose it. I don't know how many times I've dropped little things like when I'm building Legos. Then use a funnel to pour the number of quarts of oil as described in your owner's manual into the oil pan. When that's done, replace the cap. Check for leaks and make sure like you tightened everything correctly. Run your engine for a few minutes then turn it off and check the filter and the plug for leaks. I probably don't touch things though because it'll probably be hot. You should also recheck the oil level and make sure it's full because maybe you didn't put enough in or maybe that'll tell you there's a leak somewhere else. But then this raises the question of wait what do I do with this gunky old oil in the old oil filter? Um well turns out according to this book you can properly recycle it at many auto shops or even with your city or county. Okay so question two. What do all these little warning lights on my dashboard mean again? Alright so again I'll look through your owner's manual because different makes models of cars have different symbols on their dashboards that mean different things and the ones I'm going to be telling you are probably just general ones and yours might be a little bit different and the general warning light descriptions that I found I found from autozone.com the descriptions of what they mean and what to do come from carbibles.com and as always all the links and everything will be in the show notes so first up is the check engine light so this light is pretty straightforward it kind of looks like a little engine uh, like, not like a choo-choo train engine, but like, you know, a car engine, duh. And it indicates a problem with your car's engine in some way, again, duh. Because there could potentially be a large number of reasons why this light could, would come on, it's recommended that you have a mechanic take a look. And then there's also the service engine light. And this one is probably some variant of a wrench in an engine or a wrench and a car. I think mine just might be a wrench, if I remember correctly. And more often than not, this will come on because you're nearing a scheduled maintenance time. So yeah, it's just not, it's just kind of a thing like, hey, you need to go and get your basic maintenance done. You need to get your car checked over, like a wellness checkup when you go to the doctors. And it might also just be a variation on service or an abbreviated maintenance required light on your dashboard it might actually be those words but yeah and then there's the electrical fault light uh this one generally looks like a car battery um if this stays on after the car's self-test like when you first start up it likely means your car's electrical system has an issue that will need to be addressed by a trained mechanic because i don't know about you but i don't necessarily like the idea of going and poking around all the wires and fuses and things within a car Especially with that really big car battery hooked up to everything. That just that just seems like a painful idea. Uh, then there's the brake warning light. Uh, this could suddenly flash on for a bunch of reasons. It could be that you left your parking brake on, or your brake fluid levels are low, or who knows what. Like, just tons of different things through the brakes, but more likely than not, just check your parking brake, check your brake fluid. If everything seems fine with those two things, maybe take it in to get checked. And this one looks like an exclamation point inside of a circle with like two little parentheses outside of the circle to be like, it's an emphasized circle. Then there's the ABS warning light, which is the anti-lock braking system warning light. Uh, if this one comes on, you should get your car to a mechanic ASAP. Do it. Why, you may be asking, is this such a big deal? Um, because your anti-lock braking systems keep your car stable and controllable in situations where you need to come to a sudden stop. So it's a potential safety issue. And as a person who drives on Utah highways and Utah interstates and has driven on them in like conditions that you should probably not be driving during, you need this system to work. It has saved 
my butt so many times. Um, yeah, so this one, it looks like ABS inside of a circle with those parentheses to show emphasis again. And then the other one is the coolant warning light. Uh, this means your engine is overheating. Pull over, pop the hood, and let the engine cool. Uh, don't open the radiator because it's highly pressurized. This warning light looks like a mini temperature gauge floating on some water lines. Okay, so last warning light I'm going to tell you about is the oil warning light. And this one's kind of fun to me because, to me at least, it looks like a little oil can, like the one from The Wizard of Oz. And I like The Wizard of Oz a lot, so that just kind of makes me chuckle a little bit. Or it might actually be the words, change engine oil. So this light will most likely come on if you, the oil pressure in your engine is too low, which could mean that your oil levels are low. And you really shouldn't drive your car if this warning light is on because low oil pressure could damage your engine. Alright, so now we're going to get into the basics, which are going to be your car maintenance schedule. Again, please read your owner's manual. It will have this information in there that is specific to your car and the mileage of your car and like the different things about like, who knows, maybe an electric car that doesn't even run on fuel really has different maintenance schedules. I don't know, but this stuff is for normal uh, cars that run on gas. And I got this info from a nice handy dandy chart on pages 15 and 16 of How to Repair Your Car by Paul Brand. So first off, I'm going to tell you guys the miles and the timing that these repairs should be done and the things that should be done at that time and why. So first off, um, every 3,000 to 5,000 miles or about two times a year, uh, you should change your oil in the oil filter because this preserves the engine life and engine longevity. And you should also check your brakes with every oil change. Uh, and honestly, this is for your own safety and to avoid damage to the rotors and drums. I think that has to do with your wheels. Yeah, it does. Then you should also check your tires, like the pressure, the tread depth, monthly. And you should rotate your tires every 6,000 to 8,000 miles. And this is to maximize your tire life and also, again, for your safety. Because if your tires aren't right, then you can't accurately drive. Uh, then you should just really do a basic maintenance inspection of your hoses, belts, brakes, fluid levels, wiper blades, and the lighting system of your car about twice a year. And I think most places will do this for you for no extra cost when you do the oil change, but always double check. I'm not an expert. And this is just to, it's like a wellness check for your body. It's to make sure that your car is running smoothly. Then every 15,000 miles or about once a year, you should change the air filter, the PCV valve filter, and the wiper blades. Now a PCV valve filter uh, stands for positive crankcase ventilation valve. Um, this is a one-way valve that recycles the crankcase gases back into the engine to burn. Uh, a plugged PCV valve can result in a rough idle and poor mileage or it can cause oil leaks. So basically it's a very important valve in your engine that if this, something goes wrong with it, it's going to be real bad. Again, I'm, I'm, not, I'm no expert. I know literature. I don't know cars. So we need to do all these things uh, for your engine longevity, your fuel mileage, and visibility in inclement weather. So every 30,000 to 50,000 miles, or about every three years-ish, um, you should change the transmission fluid and filter, change the differential fluid, and change the transfer case fluid. And differential fluid is associated with transmission, so just know that. Like, it's not transmission fluid, but it's related to your transmission. And then um, transfer case fluid um, has 
has to do with sending drive power from the engine to the front and rear axles. So those three things uh, should be checked in order to extend the service life of your car. And then you should also change the brake fluid and you need to do this for proper function to avoid corrosion, uh, avoid freezing and rusted parts, you know, basics. Also, your brakes work with brake fluid. So if you don't have brake fluid, your brakes don't work and brakes are important. Uh, you need to change your fuel filter at this mileage and that's for proper fuel flow. Um, you need to change the engine coolant again to keep it from overheating, to keep it working properly, basically so your engine doesn't go kablooey. That's probably a super extreme case. You need to change the cabin filter, which I think is like the air filter for your car vents, and that's just to keep airflow in the cabin, make sure, make sure it's clean. You need to remove spark plugs in order to inspect them, make sure they're not all gross and bad, and then reinstall them with anti-seize. Uh, this is to make sure that the engine and the ignition systems work and also to check the condition, also to prevent the plug from seizing in the cylinder head of the engine. So that's at 30,000 to 50,000 miles again. Then there's 60,000 to 100,000 miles, or about every four to six years. I don't think I've ever owned anything for that long. Huh. So yeah, when you get to that point, you should replace the cooling system hoses, replace the serpentine belt, replace the radiator cap, replace the thermostat, replace the spark plugs, inspect the spark plug wires, and check or replace the timing belt. Uh, this one you should really check your owner's manual because each car make and model is different with this one, but that's just a generality. At the very least, you can check it then. So these are all to like, you know, avoid breakdown of the car, to maintain proper cooling, to make sure that the engine keeps working with the combustion systems, your mileage will still be good, uh, just to make sure that your car avoids breakdown and keeps working great for you. So yeah, oh buddy, cars. When I said there was a lot of info, I wasn't kidding. So this is why I'm doing two episodes of this. Um, I'm going to do a quick review of the things that we've gone through so far. Maybe just hit the main points with that maintenance section. But yeah, let's quickly, quickly go back over everything else. So our first question for today was how do I check if my oil needs to be changed if I lost the sticker or something and how do you change the oil? So to check it, you find the engine oil dipstick, you pull it out, you wipe it off, you put it back in, then you pull it out again and you see what color the oil is and where the streak of oil on the stick ends. And that tells you if the oil is new or older and how full your oil pan is. And depending on that, you can go from there. And then changing your oil, basically you need to drain the oil pan, remove the oil filter, make sure you have a drip pan to catch everything. Then once it's drained, replace the old filter with a new one and then plug, replace the plug and make sure everything is screwed on correctly. And then fill your oil pan with new oil from the top where the fill thingy is. And then yeah, that's your oil. If you don't want to do this yourself because it's super dirty or something, just take it to a mechanic. There's no shame in that. And then... And then what do all the warning lights mean? We have the check engine light, which means check your engine and it looks like an engine. There's the service engine light, which might look like an engine with a wrench or a wrench in a car or a wrench. Or it could, something that has to do with a wrench. And with that one, that just means that your car's service check is coming up and you should probably just get it in for a good overall check over to make sure it's working great. The electrical fault light, which looks like a battery, which indicates a problem with electrics or with electronic components. Uh, the brake warning light that looks like an exclamation point in a circle that tells you if something's up with your brakes. The ABS warning light is ABS in a circle. 
The coolant warning light that looks like a temperature gauge floating on water says, your engine's overheating because something's messed up with your coolant system. Uh, the oil warning light that looks like the oil can from Wizard of Oz or it says change oil. Time to change your oil with that one. So yeah, those were our two main questions. Uh, car maintenance, 3,000 to 5,000 miles. Change your oil and filter, check your brakes, check your tires, do a basic maintenance inspection. Every 15,000 miles, change the air filter, the PCV valve filter, and wiper blades. Every 30,000 to 50,000 miles, you need to change transmission fluid and filter, change differential fluid, change the transfer case fluid, change the brake fluid, change the fuel filter, engine coolant and cabin filter, remove spark plugs to inspect them and reinstall with some ANTCs to make sure they keep working, and then every 60,000 to 100,000 miles, about 4 to 6 years, uh, replace the cooling system hoses, serpentine belt, radiator cap, thermostat, and spark plugs. And then check your spark plug wires to make sure they're actually getting connected to the engine. And then check or and or replace the timing belt. That really depends on the car and what your owner's manual tells you to do. Whew, that was quite the review, wasn't it? Yeah, I hope that helped. So since I'm going to be doing another episode on cars, I'll probably get more additional resources by that point. But for now, I'll just give you the ones that I've used for this episode that really I think a lot of people should take a look at. And they are AutoZone.com, HowAcarWorks.com. This one I think is connected to a YouTube channel that might have some videos on how to do things on your car. And that's another thing. YouTube is a great resource if you want like a visual walkthrough on how to do things like change your oil or replace a headlight or something. And I might provide some of those YouTube videos in my show notes for the next episode. Then there's carbibles.com, which also goes pretty in depth on a whole bunch of different car topics. And then of course, the physical book that my roommate gave me that has really helped for this entire episode is How to Repair Your Car by Paul Brand. Uh, There might be an updated version out there of this, but the one I have, or the one that I'm borrowing, is a pretty great one. It's got literally everything. It's great. Yeah, so I'll be putting those links in my show notes for this episode. Again, this will be a two-part series. Uh, This is just the first part, where we've covered checking your oil levels and changing your oil, and what the warning lights mean, and the basics of your maintenance schedule for your car. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this helps with uh, you understanding your car a little bit better, uh, being able to take care of it a bit better. I just want to make sure we're all a little bit more informed each week. If you have stories about your car um, or about taxes from last week, if you use any of the sources, uh, let me know uh, or send me some episode ideas. Like, I have some, but I'm always open to suggestions, as I've said. Um, Send these things to ibkadulting at gmail.com. And that is no spaces, underscores, or anything like that. So send those my way there. Or the podcast now has a Twitter account. Woohoo! So if you like tweeting and all that fun stuff, uh, check us out over at IDK underscore adulting. Uh, I'll be posting show updates there, uh, links to the different episodes, to the show's blog where you'll find the show notes, things like that. Maybe I'll even post some updates as I'm doing research and coming up with ideas and things and ask some qu- ask some questions, try to interact with you guys. So yeah, check it out over there. Um, that's brand new, so... <laughs> Yeah, I hope this episode helped you guys out. I hope I was able to teach you a little bit about cars. So if you want to learn more about your car and how it works and how to take care of it, join me next week on IDK Adulting with me, Abby Beezer, because uh, none of us really know what we're doing here and anything helps. <laughs>